Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Hey guys, today I'm here with Brittany. Brittany graduated from Auburn University in 2004. That was the year I graduated high school. (laughs) 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 With a degree in entrepreneurship and family business, taking a job in the apartment industry right out of college due to a personal connections and the need for a steady income, Brittany began following her mother's footsteps in Atlanta. So you're a Southern girl then. I am. I'm yeah. a northern girl, like the tippy top of. I know the you United are. States. <laughs> You're a Yankee. <laughs> I'm a Yankee. I I tell people I think that I was a southern girl born in the northern states because I do not like snow. I like it like in small doses. Like I'll take it Christmas right. time, maybe a couple other times, but I don't really like it that much. And the cold, no, I don't. I'm like bundled up right now. It's too cold. I know. I see. It's too cold. <laughs> uh, when her when her then fiance left for flight school, she went with him, leaving her job. About two years later, in two thousand eight, Brittany was called back to work remotely for the company she left in Atlanta, where she still works remotely today. In two thousand fifteen, she won corporate office associate of the year, and she doesn't even work in a corporate office. You gotta love that, like, <laughs> yeah, working remotely. That I like. I love it. Um, Brittany has been a Navy spouse since two thousand seven, and a self proclaimed expert Googler. Hey, I would. I want to take that on too because I think so. I think I'm good at the Google. Yeah. Um, and seasoned networker, powered by the underemployment and unemployment issues in the military spouse community, mill spouse resource was created in November 2015. The site's motto is let's support and inspire each other. Mill Mil Spouse Resources <laughs> new sister site Oak Tree Network is a website and Android app created exclusively for military spouses to connect with other local spouses. Mill Spouses can share location specific service, talents, and support and inspire each other. Brittany is an is active in several groups within the military spouse community. Yes, that's how we met. Um, And over the years has served as spouse club president, treasurer, social chair, and member of the events committees. She is a corporate employee, self-talk blogger, uh, new business owner, mom, wife, wannabe yogi, me too, I love yoga, uh, and volunteer mentor for Military Spouse Advocacy Network's new Military Spouse Support Program. Holy crap, that's a long, long yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> Brittany realizes that her true calling is to combat the, under, the unemployment issues in the military spouse community and provide a way to allow mill spouses to support and inspire each other. Holy Holy moly. Wow. That's a, that's a, that is a lot. That's you wrote that up. That's, that's a lot, a lot to say. Um, so anyways, Brittany, you found your passion and yeah, some people are out, out there are thinking like, how, how the hell do I discover my own passion? I'm just, I feel like I'm just bobbing around here, like a little, you know, bobber lost in the ocean. I <laughs> have no idea what's going yeah. on. So share with us some, a little bit about what happened, how you found your passion and, and maybe how other people can find their passion as well. 
Yeah. So for me, I, I, you know, I love, I'm very grateful for being able to work remotely. I I love the company I work for, but to me, it just kind of felt like a piece of my heart. It wasn't what I was passionate about doing. And I wanted to find a passion project and I wanted to find something that I really felt good about doing. So I'm like, well, when I learned about the underemployment and unemployment issues with military spouses, I thought there has to be something I can do. You know, I am a self-proclaimed expert Googler. <laughs> so I'm like, well, why can't I, why can't I be the one to help get that information out there to other spouses um, to help them get jobs or start uh, entrepreneurial endeavors or just whatever, get them some great information. And so I, f- I realized the best way that for me to do this is to create a blog and um, from there, creating the blog and learning how to create the blog from Blogger, which was free through you know Google, I just I just threw it together. The very first days of Millspouse Resource is so scary. Like just I, looking back at what the website looked like before, I'm so embarrassed, you know, because it was like. <laughs> It was like cheesy pictures and, you know, I, I had no idea what I was doing, but the more I learned and the more that I kept doing it and I'm not a writer by nature, like I'm just, I can write, but I'm, that's not my, that's not my skill. Um, I can write, you know, intros or I can write small blog posts, but for the most part, I rely on um, guest bloggers for my site. But so blogging is not my talent per se. However, that springboarded for me into other opportunities. So I found out through that, that there are other things that I could do that I could, I'm like, oh, I learned how to blog. Okay. Well, I can learn how to do other things. I can learn how to jump in the networking group and ask questions and learn more about the underemployment and unemployment issues and see what else is happening. What else is happening in our, in our community that's, that's um, causing these problems or what else, what else can I do? And so I kept trying to utilize the tools that I had to try to figure out, I'm a problem solver. So I try to like figure out what, what I could be doing or what use my skills or learn new skills to be able to create something that can help other people basically. Um, And so I think my advice for anybody who is wanting to try to find their passion is just, if you have any sort of interest in one thing, and even if you have no idea how to do it, just try it because you never know what it's going to venture off into being in the future. Mill Spouse Resource to me has led me to other opportunities and other, other talents that I didn't know that I had or other wants that I didn't know that I wanted. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and even more exciting as it gets bigger. So um, you definitely have to step outside your com- comfort zone which I'm not okay doing sometimes, (laughs) but um, you have to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone and just, and just learn new things. Really. Um, I don't know. Well, for this kind of reminds me of what one of the business coaches I've worked with um, says, she says to follow the breadcrumbs, right? Yes. So what you did is you followed the breadcrumbs. So it's pretty much following the things that you find interesting and going from there. Like what I do to today started out because I wanted to lose weight. And when I was losing weight, I became, I fell in love with Pio, uh, Beachbody's program mm-hmm. Pio uh, by Shalene Johnson. I still love it to this day. It's amazing. Uh, but 
then I had this friend who was selling it and I reached out to her to purchase it. And she's like, you should really become a coach because you're so motivational. You're so like, you know, you'd be really great. I'm like, sure. Why not? Why, why not? I'm really interested in fitness. So why not become a beach body coach and help people with other fitness? And then when I was there, I saw this like disconnect of like these women were losing their motivation, not because they weren't motivated, but because their lives had all these issues going on behind the scenes that they couldn't stay focused on their fitness journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do I, I really want to help these women. How do I help them with the behind the scenes? Like Mm -hmm. one point. And that brought me to what I do today. And each, I swear to God, every couple months, like something new leads me like to a new place. So it's following those breadcrumbs to be able to discover, because if I hadn't started with saying yes to the beach body coaching opportunity. I wouldn't be doing what I do today. I wouldn't have found out about podcasts because that's what I did. And I wouldn't be a podcaster today. So, you know, all of those things too, I completely agree with you that, you know, following those little things will really help you. And you're a mom too. So how, how did you manage to do all of this? Like you're working for a corporation, you're doing all these, these, like side hustles that we mm-hmm. call them. How did that, how did that begin? How have you even been able to manage that? Well, daycare is amazing, <laughs> but I do, I do have to, I have certain hours that I'm supposed to work for my, my corporate office. So I'm able to like on breaks or during my lunch break or whatever for my corporate office job, I'm able to work on my side hustles. And um, so that's been really helpful because my daughter is in daycare. Um, and my husband has been gone a lot this, this tour, this, during this time that we've been here and my daughter's still young. So she still goes to bed pretty early. Like when he was deployed, she was going to bed at six o'clock. So, and you know, I wasn't hiring babysitters so that I could get out of the house, which may or may not be that great of a thing. Cause I've been stuck in the house all since I work from home and then I come home and then I'm home all night long. Like that's not really that great. As but, a life coach, I would tell you, you need to right. do a little bit more. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But, um, so what I would do is after she would go to bed at six o'clock, I would plunk down on my, my personal computer and start getting to work on my other stuff that I have going on because nobody was there to bother me. My husband wasn't there, you know, not bother me. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean? (laughs) The daughter's asleep and I'm by myself and might as well be productive. Yeah. So you balance it by being able to outsource the babysitting watching the child. Exactly. I was, I envy the moms that are running a business and have kids at home. I didn't start. Well, I mean, I started my beach body business when my twins were, um, at home, but this business is way that was more like a hobby. Um, <laughs> all my yeah. kids are in school, right? So like on the days that they have um, days off of school, I'm not working where I minimize my work because trying to do it all with children running around, I don't know how these women do it. I give them full props. I want to get in their minds and understand. This is probably why most of my clients have not been moms. <laughs> because it's a yeah, lot. I- I give them major props because I, there's no way that I could do it without daycare, honestly. So I, I just could, you know, if they can share some of their secrets, that would be amazing. (laughs) So when your daughter's home from daycare and, and not asleep, you have very clear boundaries that like, I'm not working during this time. Yeah, I try as hard as I can. Now I do have, you know, my moments where I'll have the phone and she's trying to get something and I'm like, I got to put my phone down. You know, I I can't, I can't be, 
I need to pay attention to her. She's important right now. So I need to, to put that aside and uh, pay attention to her. So I try to be more present when she's, especially if it's just me and, my, and her. And now that my husband's home from deployment, it, it's great to have him. So if I have to take care of something immediately, then he can, you know, pay, make sure that she's tended to. Yeah. So she's not like, you know, she's two and a half. So you never know what she's going to get into. I completely understand. I have been there before. I have been there before. Yes. <laughs> Luckily now mine are a lot older and I can right. like, how about you watch Minecraft while I do this podcast interview? But back in the day, it was not that easy. That was not, no. I, I don't even know if I could do a podcast with them at home back in the day because they probably would like burn my house down in the process. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> oh, there's too many of them. <laughs> I can't there's keep up with all of them. You're outnumbered. <laughs> I'm outnumbered. I'm always outnumbered. There's too many. <laughs> I tell people like I'm good if I take like one or two kids grocery shopping with me because I have two arms. But like, if you add the third one in there into the mix, it's just that's just chaos. I just can't handle it. It's just too many of them. <laughs> People who have triplets, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't uh, know how you do it. Oh, uh, so I, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea either. So I can imagine there's been some rough times with you trying to do it all. Like, yeah. tell, share a little bit of, about your, like, I don't want to say failures, but like your hiccups along the way, like things that have happened. Cause people are probably thinking, well, this is great. I'm glad Brittany that you could do all of the things, but, uh, have you ever actually, you know, had any issues? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, I suffered from postpartum depression big time after my daughter was born and didn't really realize that that's what it was until actually probably like March of this year. Um, and she's, you know, she's two. So right before her second birthday, I was like, I had an, almost an epiphany and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what this is. Um, and luckily the company that I work for, um, they're kind of like family. We know each other very well. The woman that I work for has known me for years and has been friends with my mom for years, even before I started working with the company. And once you hit certain, uh, a certain amount of years within the company, you get a paid six week sabbatical. So once you hit 10 years, you get a paid six week sabbatical. And I was up for it last year, but I didn't take it till this year. But my boss came to me and said, even from Atlanta, I, and you're in San Diego, I, under, I know that you're struggling. And she's like, your husband's gone. You've got, you know, you've got this two-year-old all by yourself. And you're in an area where you don't have any, you know, you don't have a lot of family nearby or at least, you know, and, and I haven't done a really great job of actually getting out into the community here um, just because of, it's been really, it's been a difficult duty station for us, to be honest with you. But um, she said, you need to take your sabbatical now. Um, she's like, I'm going to go ahead and, and give you the approval and we need to get this going. You need to, you need to do something for yourself. And I did. And I'm so grateful that she came to me and said, you know, I, I see you, I hear you, you need help. And I took that time and I went to the gym every day. My daughter still went to preschool and I went to the gym every day and I took yoga and I got my, I got a pedicure that I hadn't done in months, like six months, maybe even a year. I went to the library. I, I did things like I felt like a real person again. And it was, it, it, it was a really dark time in my life. And I, you know, it was just now that I look back on it and, and I see, and I hear other people sharing their stories and I see other people struggling. 
I wish that I would have known earlier on in my depression that I, I wish I would have known what it was because I probably would have not suffered for so long. Well, ex- share that with us. Like, so maybe somebody's listening and they're like, I, I, I would like to know the warning signs too, Brittany. Like, because for me, I've, done, I've dealt with it my entire life. So I, that would not be the same kind of conversation as somebody who's never dealt with it. And then suddenly you are. So let's talk a little bit about that. Share people like, what would those warning signs look like? What would have been, what were things that if you had been aware, you would have seen, I need to get some help. Well, I mean, it was just, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to, I didn't want to get out of the house. I didn't like the way I looked. It didn't matter what I was wearing. Um, I wasn't really, to be honest with you, I wasn't really like that thrilled about being a mom. I've always been kind of a career lady and not saying that I don't love my, I love my daughter with all my heart, but I wasn't excited and I would see things, uh, you know, all these parents go, taking their daughter, their kids out to dinner and going all these fun things. And I'm like, oh, that just sounds like a nightmare to me because I don't want to deal <laughs> with diaper bags and bottles and, you know, and, and I also, I had a C-section and I had issues breastfeeding mm-hmm. with my daughter. So we did formula and that, that's to me, you know, I took that personally, yeah. um, and I also got bored really easily because I wasn't like, I was like this, all this baby does is sleep, especially during maternity leave for me was really lonely. Um, it, and, and I had friends, I mean, I had friends that would come in and check on me and I had friends with young kids, but I still was so lonely and there was nothing like 3am feedings for me. I would, I would cry going to bed at nighttime um, because I knew that I would be up in two hours, three hours to feed this baby. And it just, I, I think for me personally, the symptoms were, cause I'm usually an outgoing person. I love meeting people. I love getting out of the house. I love being social. And for me, it was not wanting to do anything and not really caring the way I looked. I gained a lot of weight and I don't know if that has to, you know, I don't know. There, there may be some other factors and all of that. I had issues lo- losing the weight. And then I really just kind of was at a point where I just was like, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? And that's kind of when most fast resource was born too, is when I was like, you know, I, this is, I, I've got to figure out what I want to do. And, and, you know, work doesn't define who you are, but for me, mill spouse resource creating that now that I think back on it kind of was a, my beginning baby steps of, of crawling out of that, I think, because I had something to focus on that I, was working on and I, I didn't have to get out of my house to work on it. You know, it was something that I could, I could do no matter how I was feeling, if I was feeling sad or happy or I could work on it and I, and I felt productive. Um, but I think that for anybody, if you feel off at all, that's probably postpartum depression. If you feel like you're, there's something off and you can't even explain it, there's, that's probably it. Cause I don't know if that there's even like a, a book with all of the symptoms this, you'll feel this way, check the box. You'll feel this way, check the box. I think it's different for everybody. Right. Yeah. And, and really actually um, the several times that we've talked about it on the podcast, the symptoms have been similar, but different at the same time. Right. And especially if you're a first time mom, it's a little bit harder to realize than if you are, you know, this is your second or third baby. And then you're like, this is totally different than the first time, right? Mm-hmm. If you have nothing to compare it to, then that's completely different. But it, you know, it sounds, so 
I always tell people with depression, anxiety, any kind of mental illness, there's usually a trigger. And so Mm -hmm. the trigger for you sounds like you felt like a failure because you couldn't Mm -hmm. breastfeed your daughter and you were, you know, dealing with all that and you were dealing with all, you know, trying to do all of the things, you know, and you you felt like a horrible mom because you didn't really want to be the the Pinterest mama where you're doing all these things. Trust me, I don't. Like, you might see. (laughs) You might see like pictures of my kids and like, oh my gosh, they made honor roll today. But like, to be honest, like there are times that I'm like, I don't want children. Like, why are they here? Right. I'm not the atypical mom that, you know, that's like, oh my gosh, motherhood's wonderful. I was just talking to a friend today right before our podcast and and we were talking about like pregnancy and I was like, I was not the woman that's like, I love being Mm -hmm. pregnant. This is the most amazing thing in the world. I'm like, get these kids out of me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think that my depression started with my pregnancy. I was talking with a friend just a couple weeks ago about that. And in retrospect, I think that that's when that started. Not that I didn't want to have any kids because, you know, that's what we chose. We chose that it was the right time in our relationship to do that. But I really think that's when it started was because I I knew how much our lives were going to change. And I think that's part of it, too, because I'm a control freak. And I think that knowing that you can't control, especially a two and a half year old, like my little girl is sassy. And she comes, I mean, she, all of her friends at school, she like tells them what to do and she's bossy (laughs) and she's bossy to me. And like, you can't control that child. So I think part of it too, was that I knew I was going to be losing. I was going to have to relinquish a lot of that control that I was used to having in my life. And, and for me, that was part that was part of my depression. You know, I, 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 that, I I don't know. I think that's probably one of the the main things that kind of was the beginning of that for me. Yeah. You have those things that kind of tip the scale, right? Yeah. One way or the other. And I was kind of tipping your scale towards depression because you're like, you're losing all control. Guaranteed when you were pregnant, you're probably like, why do I not enjoy this as much as other people right. think they do? Why do I feel like an alien's growing inside of me instead of being like, look at how wonderful and miraculous having a baby is like, yep. Yeah. And then you have the baby, which didn't go as planned. You know, right. obviously C-sections are rarely planned. Um, no, it was not. <laughs> it was an you know, awful experience. Unless you've had multiple ones like me, then I knew the third pregnancy, I was going to get a C-section, um, but it's rarely planned. And then, you know, you, you think like, if you're already, if you're planning to breastfeed when you have a baby, you're thinking like, I'm going to breastfeed. It's going to be easy. Like it's going to be simple. And then shit doesn't go the way you plan it. Of course, like you've already tipped the scale and now you're just going in full, full blown depression. And it's really hard when you never experienced it before to know like, oh, this is what I'm feeling. Right. Cause people, a lot of times like in depression, like it's when you're feeling really sad. I'm like, no, it's when you're feeling like literally nothing. (laughs) You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want adults. You don't want to take care of your kids. You don't want to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty accurate. And, and I had no idea that's what that was. And that's, that's kind of the, the scary part I think is because, or not scary, but I just, I wish that I would have known. I wish that I would have known. Cause then I probably could have tried to get, get help. I just thought it was the new norm. And I was like, this is, this is it. Oh my gosh, this is it. 
parenting sucks. I hate it. It's <laughs> awesome. like, it does suck, but I mean, it does. not to that point. <laughs> no, it's gotten way better. It's gotten way, way better. And, you know, I've, I've been able to connect with some spiritual, you know, practices that I've, that actually I asked you about probably about a month yeah. ago. And that was really eye-opening for me and um, really an amazing experience. So um, thank you for putting me in touch with <laughs> that oh, contact. Yeah, all yeah. the time. I always, I'm always open to like all of the things. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> uh, so it sounds like when you were taking that six-week sabbatical, you really got back in touch with self-care, like taking care yeah. of yourself. You know, like making time for you, making sure you're well taken care of, all of those things. So what are your favorite, favorite ways to get in self-care now? I mean, now that you're not on sabbatical, you're still doing all, you're doing all the things. Uh, yeah, but you know, I haven't had time to do great. So I haven't been really bad about it, honestly, but when I do <laughs> do it, um, I love yoga. I love it. I love a good, I love hot yoga, not, not the Bikram yoga where it's like a billion degrees, but just, you know, the nice hot yoga and I, but I don't want to do it at home. I want to do it in a studio, you know, and I want the nice music and I want the instructor and all that and the low lights. Um, but I lo also love like Zumba, you know, give me a good Zumba class. <laughs> I'm not a runner. I hate running. Oh, me too. Um, Hallelujah. <laughs> I have tried, but I hate it with a passion. Uh, I wish I, I wish I did because I see all these people running and I'm like, there has right? to be, what am I missing? There has to be something fun about this. I just don't get it. Um, but yeah, so yoga, really yoga and, and like Zumba class or like any sort of dance class is always kind of fun for me. Yeah. I'm the same way with running. So like after mile three, I get pretty angry. I don't get the runner's high. I get like, I want to kill people. Like, yeah. I'm going to, like, so I like doing like a, a obstacle course races because they break up the running. Like I can deal with short spurts of running. We're okay. But if it's lot like marathons, I see people and I'm like, that's amazing. And I have friends that invite me to go do marathons. I'm like, Nope, not this girl. This girl is not yeah. doing a marathon. Like I can't, I will literally like hurt people if I have to do one. Like, <laughs> well, the obstacle courses sound fun. I I have been wanting to try out for, or try out, sign up it. for one of those. I yeah. know I should. Try like a, um, if they have it near you, what is it called? It's not the Tough Mudder. Uh, it's the dirty, dirty, something. Dirty girl or something like that. Yeah. You know, you know what I, tr I wanted to do that. And then I showed up one day. This is, this is really awful. This is a couple years ago. And I showed up and I found out that we were going to have to jump into a dumpster with ice. And I literally like beelined it back to the car. I was like, <laughs> I am not doing that. <laughs> I did do that during the uh, Tough Mudder. So not only do you jump into like a, like a dumpster kind of full of ice, but then on like on your way out, like the final thing and the Tough Mudder that I did was all this dirty water and there's electrical wires hanging oh, down. Oh, no, man. No. Like, and of course, they're like, not all of them are live. So you might be able to run through and not hit any. No, this bitch hit the first one. And I like <laughs> lost all control of my legs. Now I'm in muddy water covered in water with these electrical cords. Hitting I would have been like, I'm done. I'm done. Get me oh, out no. of here. Like, oh, no. <laughs> But yeah, we had to, uh, one of the obstacles was to like literally dive head first. You couldn't slide on your butt. You had to do it head first into this dumpster full of ice water. No way. Mm -mm. Yes. You're braver than I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I, I, I've done, uh, it's the, oh, it's the Rugged Maniac. It's not even dirty. It's Rugged Uh-oh. Maniac. I've done the Rugged Maniac, which is like, anybody could do the Rugged Maniac. Like, it's, okay. it's literally very, like, any, um, anybody of any kind of um, fitness level could do it. The Tough Mudder is a little bit harder. I wouldn't say anybody of any fitness level, but I did see anybody of every fitness level um, <laughs> do it. The great thing about those two is you can skip a obstacle if you want to. You do the Spartan race. You can only skip an obstacle if you do 30 burpees. If you Uh fail an obstacle, you have to do 30 burpees. No way. Uh I mean, I saw when I did the Spartan race, I saw people of all kinds of fitness levels attempting it. I did not see them at the finish line. That that, (laughs) that sport is like hard. That is like it's hard. It is yeah. Hard. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I mean, I can do like the color run, you know, where you oh, throw color too, on right? each other. <laughs> I can do or that. Or like the inflatable, like 5K yes. where you're in the, yeah, that'd be super fun. I want to do that. I don't know if I'll ever do a Spartan race ever again. Um, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really intense. <laughs> yeah, but I could do that. So, you know, now that you're, you're, you're working on getting some self-care in, which is, is a plus. Like that's a, that's a good thing. I'm in the right direction. (laughs) You're in the right direction. Might need to work on it a little bit so you don't burn out, but you know, that sort of thing. So you have all these, these, all these different things that you've juggled and and that you've, you've had going on. What would you say has been the, the thing that has been most crucial to you being able to do all of the things like what are the what is the thing that you would say that this is like the cornerstone piece for you um so i would say definitely um my networking in the military spouse community has been something that especially this past year which has been a pretty difficult one for me my virtual connections with people that i have made in different groups has been something that i have leaned on significantly Um, I don't have a a community here in person and that's my fault for not getting out there, but that's also because of the factors that I have in my life with husband being gone and daughter who goes to bed at six o'clock. So I use my virtual world as my outlet and there are so many inspiring people that I have been connected with in, um, on, in, in, on the internet. I mean, you're one of them. I love, I love being a part of your group and listening to your podcast and, hearing your story and, and, um, that has, that has helped me. And then also connecting with other folks in different groups about all kinds of different things, you know, business or personal or health or, um, you know, silly stuff like sharing ghost stories or, you know, any, like all of that kind of relationship stuff has been really um, helpful for me for sure. And helped me keep going. I have to agree. Like, I feel like relationships are the cornerstone of everything. Like, yeah. like whether it is business or it is, you know, your personal life or any of those things, if you don't have healthy like relationships and relationships, I mean all over, like not just your spouse, but like your business relationships, your friendships, like all of those, if you don't have healthy connections, then that can really deter you from seeing success in any aspect yeah. of your life. And it it is super huge. And I had Shasta Nelson on the podcast, the friendship expert, many, many episodes ago. 
and I'll link it up in the show notes, inspiredwomenpodcast.com. But she talks about that, yeah, the internet is a great tool for connecting with people. She mm-hmm. said it can't replace your in-person connections, but it can be a, an amazing tool because in today's society, we're, we're all busy. We have a, all, like a hundred bazillion things going on and we are better able to keep in contact, not so much have like the best friendships, like the, the deep, deep connection, but be able to have connections with a lot of people, right. uh, especially because, I mean, think about it before the internet was a thing. I mean, when I was a kid, we didn't, we weren't emailing people and going on social media. Like that's my daughter's world today. Like my 14 year old, like everybody's her friend on social media. Like it's insane. Like she <laughs> announced she had a boyfriend on Facebook before she told me. And I'm like, oh, no, no. This. like that's not how this works. You got to tell your mom first, man. Uh, but you know, that's their society nowadays. Like kids, they, the internet is their, their playground. That's where they yeah. connect. That's their community. Uh, but it can be great. There's so many different groups out there for so many different things, no matter what you're into. If you, if you're a dog person, there's dog groups. If you're a cat person, there's cat groups. If you're a military spouse, there's military spouse groups. Just beware because some of them are drama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not can. pulling any punches there. <laughs> Yes. yes, they can be. You're Remove absolutely Remove yourself right. if it gets a little crazy. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but, just don't say anything at all is my method. Just yeah. don't say anything at just all. Just watch the shit show go down and if it gets, then you remove yourself. Like, nope, yeah. I now realize you all are, you got some problems. And that's right. not just military spouses. That can be people in general. Um, but, you know, there is something for everybody. If you're a runner, there's runner groups. Whatever your interests are, whatever you have going on, if you're a mom of, like, young kids or if you're a mom of grown kids, there's, there's Facebook communities out there for everybody. And the Inspired yeah. Women community is amazing for any woman out there. I'm just, yeah. You know. Absolutely. It is. It absolutely <laughs> is. You got, you got, you got some great stuff going on in your group and your, your, you. your workshops that you do and all kinds of, you do all kinds of cool stuff. I try. I really do. But I mean, like you said, there's so many ways for you to connect. And sometimes those people, even though they are strangers in a way, you may never have met them. Like we haven't met in person, uh, but you feel like you know them enough to be able to trust them and reach out if you're struggling. Do you feel that if when you are going through the postpartum depression and all the things right after you had your daughter, if you had the kind of communities and connections that you have today, that you may have been able to get the help you needed back then? Oh, absolutely. Hands down. Yes, I think so. Um, I wasn't involved in a lot of the the networking groups that I'm in on Facebook. And like even two years ago, Facebook groups really weren't what they were now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't, I did, I was almost embarrassed too to even say anything to like people in my life, like my husband, you know, he was always working. So it's not like he really even kind of noticed. And I always kept that to myself because it made me feel, it made me feel like I, that maybe I was weak or something, or maybe, I don't know. I just, I think though that I definitely would have been able to get help for sure. If I would have been a part of, of one of those groups and at least been able to connect with somebody. And if your podcast existed, I'm sure I would have listened to it and listened to some of the inspiring ladies who've already talked about postpartum depression on there and, and, and would have recognized that it's not something that's, that's, you know, it's, it's not uncommon yeah. for sure. 
But there's so much shame and stigma like attached to like mental health period. So it's postpartum depression, depression, anxiety, any of it. Yeah. Uh, there's so much attached to it that it's not surprised that you felt like a failure for feeling this way. Right. Because that's what we do. We're like, something is wrong. Like, why can't I just be normal? Why can't everything just go the way they need to? And we have to like take a step back and realize like po- or postpartum depression, like one in five women are going to experience it. That's, that's a pretty common number. So what are some tips that you have that could help people be able to build those quality Mm -hmm. connections online? Yeah. So join, so join quality groups. Like don't go out there and join 800 groups. Just go and pick a couple that, that you think would be really, um, beneficial to you, really think that you're going to build some strong connections and go in there and start participating. And I, for a long time was like, I call it a lurker, but Moni Jefferson (laughs) said that she, she uses the word wallflower, which I like better than lurker, but, um, (laughs) go in there and actually participate with some of these people. And you'll be, you'll be like, you'll be surprised. Um, how you can build these relationships really easily by just commenting and liking and smiley faces and gifs and all that kind of good stuff or gif i guess gif is the right pronunciation of that no it's um, actually gif the founder <laughs> said go GIF. in there and and start participating and is it gif yep ah well that, that's good to know I say it GIF, but some people are like, no, 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 it's GIF. So, okay, good to know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely go in there, be per, you know, be part of the, the, the group and participate and comment and like and do all the things and not be a, a wallflower. I like wallflower too. Yeah, it's better than lurker. So we're wrapping up the podcast right now, Brittany, if there is something that you could leave my community with the inspired women community and the audience with about what it's anything that we've talked about, any of the things, what would you want them to know as we wrap up the podcast? If you have a hunch and you feel like you, you feel strongly about something and you don't know how to do what it is to get you to whatever you're passion or your strong feeling, or you feel inspired by something, start researching and see how you can get there. There's so many free classes available online. I don't know how many free blogging courses I took and free, I take advantage of all the free stuff, right? Because none of us really have that budget. (laughs) So take advantage of all the free stuff. Go act on your inspiration, act on your passion. You know, if you have it, see where it takes you because you never know where it can take you. I mean, there is a ton of free things. You have podcasts, you have, you know, blogs, you have all of the things. Sometimes when people like tell me like, your stuff is too expensive. I'm like, do you know how much free stuff I put out there? (laughs) Like, you know, Facebook live videos, any of the things. Oh yeah. Watch them. Like watch them all. Take advantage of it. So Brittany, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with the Inspired Women community all of your amazing knowledge and wisdom. I really enjoyed talking to you today. Yeah, thanks, Megan. I had a great time. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspire Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspire Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.